Nouveau game You're listening to CITR FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there from San Antonio, Texas. Thank you so much, Hyperbubble, for sending me these releases. And when I say these, you can hear them right there. A whole stack of stuff from Hyperbubble. Bubble from San Antonio, Texas, and we heard Mom, Dad, Unit. And on the Nerd to Human Serviette radio show, we're going to hear a double shot of Hyper Bubble. We're going to hear right now, Better Set Your Phasers to Stun, featuring Helen Love. So again, some more Hyper Bubble, Better Set Your Phasers to Stun, to stun featuring Helen Love on vocals on a Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show and also on a Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show here today, an interview with Damo Suzuki from Khan and maybe a few other little surprises in terms of Toronto Blue Jays music. So right now on a Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, here's Hyper Bubble, Better Set Your Phasers to stun the single me mix mix featuring Helen Love on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show.
got a diamond, you got nine men, you got a hat and a bat, and that's not all. You got the bleachers, got them from spring till fall, you got a dog and a drink, and the umpires call. What do you want? Let's play ball. Is that a fly ball? Or is it a seagull? Coming in from the lake. Just to catch the game, it's the last inning. Our guys are winning. Dave's put down a smoker, a strike, and you got no doubt. What do you want? Let's play ball.
listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, we got the Blue Jay. Actually, no, we didn't just hear that. We just heard. How could I forget it? They drilled it into your head. The whole town talking about the Blue Jays by the Toronto Sun. Yes, the Toronto Sun newspaper put that out. The whole town talking about the Blue Jays. Before that, the Ballad of Tom Henke. 
Henke, Terminator by the Section 15 Orchestra. Tom Henke from the Toronto Blue Jays. And before that, we got the Blue Jays by Home Run. And before that, okay, Blue Jays by the Bat Boys. And before that, Hyperbubble, set your phasers to stun. Thank you so much, Hyperbubble, for sending me these releases featuring Helen Love. Hyperbubble, set your phasers to stun featuring Helen Love by Hyperbubble. Coming up, an interview with Demo Suzuki. And to prepare you for Demo Suzuki, here's a track by Omar Rodriguez Lopez with Demo Suzuki called Eventually Parts 1, 2, and 3. And in an interview with Demo Suzuki on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. I'm 
you who am who am i yeah i'm a, a metaphysical transporter and sound carrier uh, i make a music but uh, uh, quite a different way to make a music i'm traveling to almost uh, every part of uh, this planet and performing together with uh, local sound carriers so sound carrier is a musician because I don't like to use the word uh, musician because we have a di- different attitude in the 21st century and uh, I call them sound carriers. So I'm creating time and space of the moment. That means I'm an instant composer and uh, every night different uh, uh, result is coming up. And you are Demo Suzuki. Yeah, you can say demo, but some somebody say demo. <laughs> and you've played with over, say, 12,000 musicians in the last 12 years. Could you please explain how many people have you played with in the last 12 years or, say, 15 years since you were doing the no, stuff? Not, uh, yes, but not 12,000, but I don't count it anymore, but uh, surely more than 4,000 people. 
Do you have a lot of people calling you up and asking to stay at your place in Cologne? Uh, no, 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 not like that way. But sometimes like that. But uh, I work together with a local promoter, and the local promoter is curating uh, sound carriers. Will you be playing any gigs in the United States of America anytime soon? No, I don't think so. <laughs> because uh, I, I'm. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not a fan of uh, uh, political stuff in uh, uh, USA. I, I know many good people in the uh, USA, but uh, it's so really hard for me to get into USA. But you are coming to Toronto, Canada in July. Yes, Canada has uh, uh, not so much problem because they don't ask me for working permits or working visa. Without working visa, you can make a music in Canada. If you don't perform in a restaurant or a pub, you can you can play everywhere. It's standing on a website of a Canadian embassy. And you're going to be playing with the band, perhaps from the United States of America in Toronto. Yeah. An American band is coming up to play with you in Toronto. Yes, because they wanted me to uh, perform together with them in the USA. But I said, and um, for political uh, political reason, I don't like to go to states. So they come to Canada and they arranged all the concerts. They're really working hard too, the band, perhaps, like Jim. He's the one that contacted me, Jim, from perhaps, to do an interview with you. So perhaps are really, really excited about you coming over and you playing with them in Toronto. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic too, because I didn't uh, play in uh, Toronto for maybe three, four years. So it's uh, uh, quite fast time. So. Now, I'm here in Vancouver, Canada. What do you remember about playing the Waldorf Hotel in Vancouver, Canada? Because you played in the Waldorf uh, not too long ago. No, last year in uh, June or July, um, it was a really, really nice concert, and I, ha I was not expecting uh, that uh, much audience, but uh, it was good, good concert. Also, in 1998 in Vancouver, you recorded at the Miller Block with Michael Caroli and Dustin from I Am Spoonbender and Mark Spiby as well. Yeah. Do you remember that in 1998 recording in Vancouver? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, sure. So I, uh, I released that as a double CD. And uh, yeah, it was a really interesting concert anyway, so... Could you tell the people a little bit about that recording from 1998? Because I think there were a couple things. There also was the Seattle show that was released on Captain Tripp's label in Japan. What was going on for that 1998 tour that you were doing? And how does that differ from what you're going to be doing now in Toronto in July? Okay, so uh, uh, 1998 and that time... So I was uh, performing together with my friends, sound career. So, but now I'm uh, making music together with uh, sound carriers who I never uh, performed before. Um, sometimes I don't know them. So it's a totally different. So because we meet together and we make a sound check and uh, uh, we are going on the stage and we make music of today. In 1998, having Michael Caroli in the band, did you do any Khan numbers at all? Yeah, we did. Maybe Mother Sky and Mushroom Head or something like that, we did so. Because he, he comes from Khan. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, that time was uh, different. So now I never like to play all the stuff. 
And I read that one of his last gigs was playing with you, and he really, really stuck it out and played because he had like a breathing apparatus up on stage, like he insisted that he would play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he just came uh, uh, directly from a hospital without uh, allowness of the doctor. That's amazing. Was that gig captured on tape? Can we hear that gig? Oh, I... I don't think so. There, there's any material, but who knows? Maybe somebody has one. It was one festival, you know, Germany, and um, no. Anyway, I don't have this uh, documentation by myself. Damo Suzuki, could you describe one of your gigs? Like, for instance, a few years ago in Vancouver, you jumped off the stage and started to hug a lot of people. Is there a lot of hugging during your gigs, Damo? <laughs> No, I'm uh, I'm not uh, hugging freaks anymore, but uh, sometimes I do still. But uh, it's uh, just an emotional thing, so not uh, I'm doing every night like this. What demo are some of the examples of some of the sounds you do when you sing? Like, what are some of the sounds that you do when you sing? Because you have very interesting sounds. Oh yes, so I'm just uh, making, uh, uh, trying to make without any languages because music itself is a message. So I don't need any kind of lyric, and also I like to make a kind of a plat- platform that the audience is uh, involved. So everybody in the audience can make uh, their uh, own stories, and uh, that's how so networks uh, concert. So it's sort of your own language that you're creating. Yeah. What are some examples of some of the words that you have used of your own language during a concert, Damo? Well, oh, it's just just coming out with a melody, and uh, I cannot describe anything at the moment. So, but it's uh, it's just like uh, uh, maybe you can say uh, Stone Age's uh, language. But still, uh, you can communicate with this one because uh, music is uh, much more deeper than so uh, lyrics. And uh, if so, uh, musicians, sound carriers who doesn't know each other coming on the stage together at the same moment and creating something together is kind of quantum physics. So you can reach many things without any lyrics. Damo Suzuki, where did you learn to dance? Dance. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you see my dancing? Yes, I've, I've seen videos of you dancing. You're great. All the gigs throughout all the years, you've got great rhythm. You're a great dancer. Where did you learn to dance? You are the, you are the first person who said to me, I'm a good dancer. I never thought I'm a good dancer. I just uh, did it so before, but I don't dance so really. I do think there's some dancing, there's some movement, just the way you project yourself. Where did you learn to do that? I guess I was curious about the early <laughs> days. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this, uh, this, I, I didn't expect such a uh, question, so I cannot find any answer, because I never think I, mean, I was quite good dancer. Well, Damo Suzuki, how did you become a beatnik? in Japan in 1966. Were there any Japanese, say, garage bands like the Spiders or the Cougars that inspired you? How did you become a beatnik in Japan in 66? Oh, it's, it's kind of, it's almost uh, nowadays too. So younger generation is uh, having some kind of a provocation. 
So I didn't like to be in a uh, in a system uh, which I'm doing now too. But uh, <clears throat> I, I, I was just young and to be not uh, like somebody else. But uh, anyway. I didn't listen to so much uh, Japanese uh, music that time because uh, uh, it, it, it was not my taste anyway. Who was the first improviser that you saw? Was there somebody that you saw that did improvisation before you did improvisation at all? Who was the first person that put forth the concept of improvisation that you actually saw? Mm, actually, nobody gave me uh, this, but uh, I think I used to do improvisation for a long time, so... Because uh, it's, uh, I, I think it's anyway. So um, my lifestyle too. So I don't like to have any kind of answers. So just uh, things coming to me, and uh, by accident I can make many things. But uh, I don't, I don't plan anything. I, I'm not really good to, to plan anything. So uh, there is no so I, I, I guess not so influence from another people. How about for the sound carriers when you play with them? What isn't improvisation? What isn't improvisation? Oh, it's... Uh, I don't say uh, improvisation because improvisation is a word which is uh, found by jazz people. So I say it, uh, instant composing because uh, instant composition is not really the right word. In instant composing is good because so ing composing is at the moment doing something and you don't know if, uh, something is coming but you you are doing and uh, mainly improvisation is uh, so in a jazz field is just for solo. Uh, musicians and uh, they are showing uh, high tech, uh, technical uh, talents and things like that. But instant composing is so everybody involved is doing the same things at the moment without any information. So when you are playing with the sound carriers and they're doing instant improvisation or instant composing, what happens if the sound carriers start to play a cover song? Like, say they start covering Lady Gaga. Do you stop them or do you just keep going along with whatever they are doing? Well, you keep going and I sing something else because I don't know any pieces from <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga or something. So, you know, so I, for me, it doesn't matter, but it's quite sad if somebody's coming and on, come on the stage and they're just copying somebody else. Uh, it's, uh, it's not really good things. I never thought about it. Do you ever look at them, the sound carriers, if they're playing something that you perhaps don't like and ask them to change it slightly? Like, look at them, wink at them, or anything like that? Uh, <laughs> sometimes it happens. So, But uh, mainly, generally, they don't play like this. And uh, it's, uh, it's not a copy or something, but uh, somebody playing too much. You know, for instance, too much keyboard or too much guitar, then so there will be something not so good to move. So. Damo Suzuki, how about Casper David Frederick? What can you tell the people about Casper David Frederick? Yeah, from where you know him? <laughs> from you! Ah, from me. But uh, did you see uh, his paintings? They're quite incredible. What can you tell the people about his paintings? When did you do discover him? 
Oh, I, I cannot remember when I discovered, but uh, it's the most famous painting is uh, this, uh, how it's called in English, uh, it's called, called in uh, German iceberg, so he painted ice. And this is uh, extremely so interesting things because uh, he he had brother and when he he was a child maybe five years or three years old I don't know his brothers were was eight years old so both played on the on the ice and uh, uh, he uh, dropped himself in the water and his brother helped him and. Uh, but his brother died. So since then, he has uh, such a kind of trauma. And uh, his uh, painting is something really so melancholic. And also, it's kind of, um, how it's called, a fairy tale. And uh, also, when he painted uh, this painting, is quite old, 18th century, end of, I think end, end of the 18th century. So at that time, uh, there was no painter like that. And also, if we, he painting landscapes, but uh, these landscapes mainly not exist. So uh, part of the painting is his fanta- uh, fantasy. Damo, another person that you have mentioned is Emmanuel Swedenberg. Yeah. What can you tell the people about Emanuel Swedenberg? That's quite uh, fascinating, too. Yeah, he, he was also the almost the same time living in uh, London, and uh, he, he used to uh, speak uh, many languages at that time, so 14 or 15 different languages. And uh, he wrote uh, also many different kind of books, and for, from a different field. So he wrote uh, medicine and also uh, philosophy and so And he was the first guy uh, who wrote a, travel, a travel, traveling book, which is uh, he went to uh, hell and heaven. And this is called uh, uh, Hell and Heaven. I think it's a title. And it's quite interesting for me that uh, he didn't uh, write any more so serious books. And since uh, when he was uh, 50 years old, he, was, uh, he went much more in a uh, religious uh, way. Damo Suzuki, in Europe in the 1960s, you were traveling about. You were also in Hair, the musical Hair. Do you remember your lines in the musical Hair at all? Uh, yes, I can remember many things because I was there only short time, maybe three months in Munich. And... Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but where you got this all information? Well, you're Damo Suzuki. We have to know this stuff. Oh, yes. (laughs) But for Hair, what did you do in Hair, the musical? Do you remember any of your lines? What character did you play? Uh, I I played uh, some uh, uh, guy called Wolf, and he he was singing uh, Sodomy. And um, he's uh, uh, much more uh, naive and uh, sentimental. Uh, sort of a person. Do you think you could sing that for us right now at all? Do you remember that? No, I don't know. I don't like. <laughs> Where were you, Damo, when the 1968 Paris riots happened? Oh, I think I was in uh, Sweden. What did you think about that? Was there a chance you might have been in Paris when that was happening? Had you been to Paris in 1968? 
68, not 69, I was there. So it's, uh, uh, everywhere in Europe was quite uh, in a student demonstration, not only in Paris, Prague, and also in Germany, Berlin. No, maybe not Berlin, but uh, part of Germany, there was some kind of uh, demonstrations. Like now, actually quite similar, because uh, that time I was also a student was against this system, and the people is now occupy a movement also against this system. Was there much happening in Sweden at that time? Do you remember stuff going down in Sweden? Mm, not really, because I was living in the countryside and the population of only 50 people, so I didn't have any information. Also, I couldn't read a Swedish newspaper. How many languages do you know, Damo? I know many languages, but I cannot speak. But you can speak a couple, though, can't you? Like Japanese, German, English? Yeah, but uh, everything but, uh, very badly. I think you're doing just great, Damo. You're Damo Suzuki, the legendary Damo Suzuki. And Damo took the band Can. Jackie, the drummer for Can, once commented that Can was in fact an acronym for Communism Anarchy Nihilism. What does the word Can mean to you? Communism Anarchy Nihilism. What does the word Can mean to you? Mm, I I don't know. I I never thought about this. So, but uh, I I think it's okay if Jackie says like this. It's okay. It's his uh, uh, perspective. So, well, Damo, how about your own name? People have said perhaps that your own name was an acronym for dangerous active mode organization. Dangerous. Active mode organization, Damo. Yes, it's a, it's a, a sound like a terrorist. I'm not a terrorist. What do you think about that acronym? That's not right, then. Ah, uh, no, not really. Well, I, I'm quite a harmless, what? and uh, I'm, a, I'm a quite a peaceful person. So I'm not so aggressive, and um, no, I'm I'm I I think so. Uh, this uh, system needs uh, changes, but uh, I don't think it's really good with uh, uh, violence. So I'm uh, totally against any kind of violence. What was it like playing a prison in Iceland? Oh, <laughs> it, it was quite a sad concert because only one guy listened to this uh, concert. And another people went out because they rather like to hear much more hip-hop or something like that because they are dressing like hip-hop people. And the one left there was he kill, killed his father for any reason. I don't know, but he likes... Uh, our music. So what happened exactly? Did people leave and only one guy stuck around or was there only one person that showed up to hear you? Yeah. It's, it's quite uh, uh, nice because for him it's really nice too because uh, we are praying for him and he accepted this that he's, he's listening five person no, four, uh, five person is praying for him. It's a kind of a luxury concert for him. Now you learned a lot of stuff from nomads. Like, for instance, in your life, you need only three things. Water, green, and your smiling face? 
Yes, I think it's quite important anyway. So green you need so because God made this uh, uh, planet and some companies uh, like companies like Monsanto is destroying everything and water water source is quite important. So because some countries is water sources is hand of the private companies and it's not really good. And smiling face is always good if you uh, go anywhere and if you have a smiling in your face. So everybody thinks that you are quite sympathetic people. So all three things are quite important component for my kind of life or every kind, everybody's life too. And Damo, you learned that from a nomad when you lived in northern Mali? No, I lived not. So I, I was on a kind of a holiday there for three weeks and... Uh, <clears throat> I was just speaking with them, even we we couldn't have uh, <clears throat> same language to speak. And uh, but uh, it's it's kind of love because if you have love, that uh, you spend your time for this person, and both of us was really able to spend our time, and that's why we could communicate, even we don't understand language. But after a while, you understand many things. You've done so much traveling over the years, Damo. What's your favorite airline? <laughs> favorite airline? Oh, I don't know. Because I, I fly always with economy class, so it's so quite always quite tight, and uh, food is not really good. So I cannot say which one is the best. What have you cooked recently? Speaking of food, what have you cooked recently? Oh, just right now I did it, so kind of soups uh, and uh, salad and uh, eggplant, because I'm, uh, since uh, last September I'm a vegetarian, I eat fish, vegetarian, and so I don't eat meat. Damo Suzuki, did you ever encounter Jimi Hendrix or the Beatles? Did you ever run into Jimi Hendrix or the Beatles at all? Uh, that time maybe probably a little bit, but uh, not really so much interesting since I make uh, music by myself. And uh, actually, I'm not so much, maybe I'm not kind of uh, ignorant. Uh, I'm not so much interesting that many people is listening or many people is dressing or however kind of trends and stuff. I'm not, I'm never so interesting. So. I read a review in Butterfly Juice magazine, and they called you the male Yoko Ono. What do you think about being called the male Yoko Ono? Mm, it's not really good. If they, they say it's a male Cleopatra or something else, I'm much more happy. Damo Suzuki, you have a song called Don't Forget Your Job. Yes, but you do your job. And I was curious, do you still work for a Japanese electronics company? No. Since uh, 2002, I quit and uh, I'm just concentrating to make uh, music. Because uh, at this uh, um, at this moment, it's quite important to make a free kind of the music because it's uh, uh, nothing to do with these systems. So I have... Uh, many things to do actually with this music which japanese electronics company did you work for if i may ask oh yes i was working for 26 years but uh, i was uh, working for customers 
and uh, taking a telephone and selling uh, uh, spare parts or anyhow. So when customers need something, I was uh, there. What company though was that? Oh, better. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I don't name it. Okay, you yeah, also it's not a commercial. Now you also worked as a car exporter and a hotel clerk. Yes, I did many things. Also, I worked as a street worker as well. Is there anything else that you haven't done that you still would like to do? Oh, there's many things. So um, I really like to be. Uh, uh, Maybe if it's possible, maybe next life or so. Uh, I like to be a, t- a trainer of a soccer team. What team? Soccer, football. Right, but what team? Like uh, any particular team? Oh, no, any... no, it doesn't matter. Just any kind of, maybe uh, some kind of quite uh, well-known team or, you know, Maybe it's quite interesting because I like football, and uh, it's uh, I like so some some uh, teams because not for uh, players I like a trainer because a trainer has all the strategy ideas and they they can curate this uh, team and it's much more interesting than to be a player. And winding up here with Damo Suzuki. Damo, how did you meet Omar from Namars Volta? When did he contact you or did you contact him? How did you meet Omar from Namars Volta? I know you've met a lot of people over the years, but how particularly did you meet him? I think uh, it was in a concert for, from a network in um, Los, Los Angeles. It's uh, maybe 2003 or 2004. And uh, they came to my concert and after uh, we spoke a little bit. And uh, after we met in 2004 or something in um, Melbourne, no, no, not, not in Melbourne, in Sydney uh, at the uh, festival. And uh, they asked me if I sing together but uh, i couldn't uh, make uh, i couldn't make it because uh, i lost my hotel key and uh, i was quite in a stress i must find my key and so then um, uh, in i think in england so uh mass brother curated a festival and they invited me and i think it was the first time i performed with them no it's not true short before two months or three months before um omar had a concert in uh, here in a colon i'm living in a colon in germany and uh, he played here and uh, i went to ba- uh, backstage room and he asked me if i can sing one piece and i did it it came out great, the recordings that were released. Do you think you'll do some more with them? Yes, uh, but uh, it's not, it's, it is a live concert, but uh, uh, Omar did, uh, uh, his, uh, edition, uh, he edited it, and it's uh, not really like a live uh, concert, but it's okay, it's uh, his, uh, his music. Oh, it was edited then? Yeah, 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 so he edited so live music, so I performed the live, and he edited it. Do you prefer everything to be totally live and have no editing, or do you like to have a bit of editing? What do you think of uh, editing? Uh, so, so I, I like it to leave it like how it is, so natural form. So if if somebody else is doing doing editing, it's okay. But I don't edit anything, so because it's uh, uh, from the from beginning to end, it's a, a nature flow, and I don't like to break this one.
Damel, how do you pick the bands that you play with? Do you just let anybody that approaches you play with you? And have you ever had trouble with a band, with a sound carrier? Like a band not showing up, like you show up, but the band does not show up. Uh, sometimes happened with the sound engineer, but <laughs> band itself is not. So they are coming maybe so earlier than me, one or two hours earlier than me, and I had no problem. So all sound carriers is curated by local promoter. So sometimes uh, people write me, uh, send me mail, and they ask me, and yeah, good, then we can uh, arrange a concert, and you can play with me, and this sort of thing. So... And it's a, a totally different in every concert, how it happens. How about the audience? Who's coming out to see you, Damo? Who's coming out to see you? Like, you have can fans and you have new fans. Who's coming out to see you? What do you think of the audience when you look out there? Uh, it's uh, totally different. Uh, so ages, so from 12 years old to uh, until 80, 85 years old, the audience is totally different. So before I found that uh, mainly uh, people show up because they know from uh, from Cannes, but nowadays it's a little bit different because I have quite a younger audience, maybe average maybe 22 to 25 years old, so student and so, because they know from some another band they said so they perform together with the Damo or they like so uh, music from Damo or so. So that's why uh, many young people is coming too. Do you remember performing with the band Pond in Australia at all in Perth? Yes, last year. What do yeah. you remember about that particular concert? Oh, it, it was a really nice concert, and uh, they, they are quite, uh, in a way, musically quite quiet, and uh, they they just came back from a world tour, and so after one or two days, they performed, and it was quite a good audience, too, and uh, they are uh, pretty young people, so 22 or something, so, but they are getting quite uh, big in uh, Australia, I, as I, has, uh, I heard from my Australian friend. Yes, some of them were also in the band Tame in Palia. Yeah. Damo Suzuki, winding up here, Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols and Pill, he's loved Khan, and he still loves Khan. He's always talking about Khan all the time. Has he ever come to any of your gigs? Have you ever had any contact with him at all, Johnny Rotten? No, I, I never met him, and uh, I don't have any uh, connections. Damo, where did you get your clothes in Khan? You had like a great jumpsuit. Where did you get that jumpsuit <laughs> that you had? Yes, at that time I I was uh, trying to um, design with myself. So all uh, uh, made by my design. I had a, a private tailor and that's it. Do you still have any of those clothes? Do you still do no. designing and do you still have a tailor? No, I don't design anymore because I I like to uh, dress like uh, normal, not like uh, on the stage or how uh, pop uh, musicians is uh, uh, closing. And I'm, I don't like to be a special. Demo Suzuki, when did you first hear the term kraut rock? When did you first hear the term kraut rock? Maybe um, middle of the 70s or something. So before, there was no word like a crowd rock, I guess. I don't know. But I don't like this uh, word. Crowd rock is not really nice word. Yes, I guess I was just curious. When you first heard it, what did you think of it? Were you like, what the hell is going on here? 
uh, how how they can make this uh, word crowd rock because uh, all German band was uh, playing totally different. So uh, it's much more uh, fits together German rock or German music. Or ha- however, because. Uh, Nowadays in Germany, almost not so much people is playing crowd rock. If you go to Scandinavian country like Finland or Sweden or maybe in England, you can find much more uh, crowd rock uh, musicians. What would have you called it? Like it's called kraut rock, but what would have you called it if you have had to name it? So I name it, then I'm Japanese, I name it sushi rock. Sushi rock? Yes, I'm Japanese, I'm not crowd. You are Demo Suzuki. And lastly, lastly here, Demo, back to Can for a second. What do you think of when you hear these songs? Vitamin C. Yes, it's uh, for everybody is uh, important. For if you take too much mescaline or you, if you too, uh, too much smoking, something, then it's quite necessary. But nowadays we need much more vitamin D. Because there is many so chemtrail and so stuff like this, if you believe it or not, and there is not so much a, a real sun is here. So especially here, in this part of Germany, we have a really bad weather. And so almost whole of the year is so really bad weather. How much vitamin D do you take per day? Oh, vitamin D, D uh, so I think in Germany you cannot get it anymore, I guess. And uh, you should go out. Because sun, sun shining is a vitamin D. And the only vegetables which has a vitamin D is mushrooms. Demo Suzuki, what about I'm So Green, the song I'm So Green by Khan? Yes, I was so young and I didn't know anything, so I'm, I'm so green. And how about the song by Khan, Soup? Yeah, maybe, maybe I had uh, so hungry and I was dreaming about this. Well, thanks so much, Damo Suzuki, from the Damo Suzuki Network. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Yes. So, feel free energy. Why should people care about the Damo Suzuki Network, Damo? Why should they care? Oh, because uh, I think so. I'm making quite interesting music because I don't have any uh, concept before. So, as I told you before, I don't like to have any answers. So, music itself is a processing. And I like to live like this because the music life and my life is quite equal, both is quite the same. So, I'm not working for only for uh, fancy, fancy money and just the opposite. And I like to make this, uh, I like to keep on going on this way. Well, thanks so much for answering my questions, Damo Suzuki. Really appreciate it. Keep on rocking in the free world. And do-do-do-do-do.
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Ken with Mother Sky. And before that, an interview with Damo Suzuki. Damo Suzuki from Khan and also of his legendary Daimo Suzuki solo projects that he does all over the world. To end the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, Gonna play something here now by Chippy Nonstop. Hello, Chippy Nonstop. Chippy Nonstop is playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada tonight, tonight in Vancouver at Fortune Sound Club. And Blontron is there as well. So we're gonna hear Chippy Nonstop with Bang Bang. And we're also gonna hear some perhaps. Perhaps from Boston, Massachusetts, we're going to hear a volume or as much as we can a volume. And again, perhaps are going to be playing with a demo Suzuki in July in Toronto, Ontario. They are going to be playing, as I say again, with demo Suzuki in Toronto, Ontario. Again, perhaps are going to be playing with demo Suzuki in Toronto, Ontario, Canada in July. And we're going to hear a little bit of perhaps the song Volume. But right now, to end the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show, here's Chippy Nonstop playing today. Hello, Chippy, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with a whole bunch of acts, including Blontron, at the Fortune Sound Club. Here's Chippy Nonstop with Bang Bang to end the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. Bang, bang on them heads just, just for ya Pasta, pasta, where the doctor? 
body Read my lips if you wanna get dirty from me